Hi everyone and welcome to the very first episode of Revelation Center with myself Kishin and my co-pilot Javen. Here we're going to speak about all things Bible-based. We're going to have so much of fun talking about the Word of God and examining His love, His mercy and His grace through Jesus Christ. I hope you'll come along this journey with us. Welcome everybody to the first episode um, on this Revelation Center podcast. We're so happy that you could be here with us. I've got my co-pilot, Mr. Jave. Jave, say hello. Hi, how are you doing? Yeah, no, all brilliant, man. Yeah, we're so privileged to be able to do this, man. I know it's uh, it's been a long time coming and I'm just glad that we finally got a chance to sit down and actually do this podcast. Yeah, I know for sure, man. So what oh, you got cool, today? Now, wait, before we do that, I must just put this disclaimer out there, you know, that um, our views and opinions are our own. We're not standing for any church, against any church or any religious body. But yeah, it's just it's just us bashing out the word of God. You happy with that, man? Yeah, for sure, man. Now, Mr. Jave, today I've got an interesting topic for you. Let's talk about this thing, all right? It's called purity. Uh, and the, the reason why I want to talk about this is because I've been hearing a lot of people nowadays um, downplaying living a good life in Christ uh, because of grace. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to introduce the scripture and then I, I want to get your breakdown. I want to hear what you have to say about it. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll just dissect it from there. We're going to keep it nice and casual. And yeah, as we always chat about the word and we'll try and go as deep as we can. Yeah, for sure, man. So let's do that. Now, the scripture that I chose is from the book of um, Titus, um, Titus chapter 1, verse 15. And it says, yeah. um, unto the pure, all things are pure, but unto them that are defiled and unbelieving is nothing pure, but even their mind and conscience is defiled. Mr. Jave, you know what I want to yeah. do? I want to so, link this to. I want to try and link this to Genesis. I don't know. I, I don't know how we can go with this. Yeah, you want to link it to Genesis, all right? Let's hear how you're going to link it. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> what I was, this is the way. This is the way I was looking at it. I mean, if you look at in the book of Genesis when God created man and woman, all right, woman from man. Yeah. They were created yeah, yeah, in God's image and in his likeness. They were created pure. I don't know if you agree with that. Yeah, for sure, man. Everything was perfect. Everything was perfect. All right. Mm -hmm. So when you look at the fact that everything was perfect there, um, yeah. the, the problem only came in when it was the guy who was, you know, that guy who goes around corrupting everyone. <laughs> until that guy, yeah. <laughs> you know, until that guy introduced himself, until he reared his, his ugly head, Adam and Eve walked naked before the Lord. I also, and I feel like this whole walking naked before the Lord is very symbolic of the fact that their lives were bare in front of God and they had nothing to hide from God. Um, yeah, yeah. I feel like their nakedness was symbolic of the fact that 
Um, they were created in God's image, in his likeness, you know, without any outside um, effect on their lives. And they lived a life uh, up until that, that certain point to where God was pleased with them. And, and he was so pleased with them that he would walk and talk with them. And, you know, I mean, I think that was quite beautiful, man. Yeah, that's true. That's so true. Yeah, I mean, so so what's what's your take on that? What's my take on? On that link that I just provided there. Yeah, they were they were very they were in a state of purity in the Garden of Eden before before sin came in, isn't it? Yeah. So so sin is what messed it up, basically. Yeah, that's uh, true. But then, but then. God knew that that would happen, isn't it? Yeah. And he already had a a plan before the before he created anything. So um so basically that's that's what we need to we need to like thank him for. We need to focus on that, isn't it? Definitely. And and what was what was the plan? What was it all about? Now you see, when when I look at the plan, right? I like to look at. I mean, I'm an engineer, so I like to. For me, it's like um, it's like a link and a mechanism. You know, I feel like I feel like from that moment that that Satan caused that disruption with Eve, and then Eve caused the disruption with Adam. I feel like from there there was that initial collapse, but then there was a a mechanism that was put into place, um, a set of rules that was put into place. Um, certain people were, were called into place and, 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 and called into positions and there was a bloodline that was formed. And um, I feel like God was orchestrating all of these things. Well, what's your, yeah, what's your thought? For sure. God, I mean, God planned, planned it all along, man. I mean, he, had, he, he oversaw it from the beginning. And so, um, yeah, you're right about the whole bloodline thing. And I mean, Jesus had to come through a, a certain lineage and stuff. Um, and you know, you know how it's it's clearly described, like in the scriptures, how he he came from Adam and like whoever begot whoever after that. You know, have you ever read the begots? Begots. <laughs> I don't know how you say it, bigots. Yeah. You read that now, thing? Yeah, I did. Hey, it's uh need determination and stamina to read that thing, bro. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On to those names yeah, but... there. On to those names yeah. there. Hey, I'll finish you. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. No, but I was also thinking, I mean, let's let's then okay, so so we look at the old testament, right? And we look at purity. Yeah. From yeah. from then on, right, there was this this whole system where um in order for atonement of your sins, there had to be like a you know, a whole um sacrifice and a whole ceremony done and all of that. And then there was the the holy man would go into the holy of holies and and offer the the blood of a of a spotless calf and all of that and to atone for the sins and then yeah. 
But it was, we can it was all pointing, it was all pointing to to Jesus. Exactly, all, yeah. All all the all of those sacrifices were pointing to to the one sacrifice that was coming. Um the thing is like as you said from the start God orchestrated the whole thing. He I mean he oversaw it. I mean he didn't he didn't uh, cause man to fall, but he knew that man would fall. And so I mean like in his wisdom he he already he knew how he's going to go about um redeeming everything, you know what I mean? So he had a plan to bring us back. Yeah, he had he had a plan to bring us back to that uh that perfection, that purity that that was at the beginning. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. So um yeah, so then the thing is, I mean, even even right at the beginning, you see that um, you see that Abel offered the, the sacrifice. I mean, he he killed an animal um, on the altar, and he, I mean, the blood, the animal was bloody and stuff like that. And then God, God was pleased with that sacrifice. The scripture says. So it, yeah. it 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 just shows you in like in in sort of pictures throughout the Old Testament you see that uh, you see what what actually what God was was planning all along. And you see it coming through like in different things in different uh, parts of the Old Testament, like for example with with Abraham. Um, when he took Isaac up to offer him on the on the mountain, remember that? Yeah, yes. And that was uh, that that in itself was a picture of uh, of when God would offer up His son. But of course, He stopped Abraham from offering up his from offering up Isaac uh, because, I mean, he God was the one who was going to offer up His son eventually. So, um, I mean, he just did that in a in a type or in a shadow, like of what was to come. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. So, so like we see it all throughout the Old Testament. We see what what was the plan. Like it's it's hidden there until obviously until Jesus came in the New Testament. But yeah, and then obviously the 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 um, the blood sacrifices were all throughout the Old Testament. I mean. It started when God gave the law to Moses, and I mean, like that was the official uh, time when those sacrifices were put into place. Like, like they were constantly um, offering up blood sacrifices since that time, and so yeah. yeah so that was. I mean, you you spoke you you were talking about the blood sacrifice just now isn't it mm. yeah yeah so yeah and then obviously it was all just pointing to one just one well, but they didn't understand that i mean they they got so wrapped up in traditions and the law of moses like when when the lord came they didn't even realize that this is the one that we were waiting for all this time. You know what I'm trying to say? 
And you know what? What shocked me about that is that, you know, before before Jesus came, everybody was teaching and waiting for him. And as soon as he came and he fulfilled all of the the signs, um, they immediately rejected him. Yeah, exactly. I found that to be, found that to be absolutely it was mind numbing and and it was thrilling yeah. at the same time because, um, you know, if you look at uh, you know that that the brilliant segue because we're gonna fast forward into the New Testament, and if you look at Jesus, you know, there's there's something about his heart and his mind. That was yeah, that yeah. was so brilliant because in in every move that Jesus made, um, regardless of how stern his words were, the direction was always love, and yeah, yeah. Um, his movements were always movements of love and of and of and of caring about one another and of even the people who hated him, he yeah. still showed compassion and felt compassion and even was 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 doing miracles and signs and wonders, you know, just to, you know, it's amazing, you know, when, you, when you're when trying to think and, and, and trying to fathom how, how beautiful his, his entire existence was yeah. on the face of this earth. Because um, I said something quite controversial a couple of weeks ago, Jay, I don't know if you'll agree with me, but I, I might not have the time to go through all of the scriptures that I went through. But I said that if you look at, um, from the time Jesus was born, until, yeah. or rather, let me let me say that again. I mustn't I mustn't say the wrong thing here now. <laughs> if you look at from the time Jesus Fred, rose again, I want you to check this right. This is a, this is quite amazing. This is quite a, uh, amazing revelation because if you look at the scriptures from the time Jesus rose again, right, yeah. until he ascended to heaven. Yeah, Jesus behaved like an evangelist. Yeah, yeah. He he showed everybody, and he taught them principles. Like when um, he was on the road to Emmaus, and he walked um, sure. with the you know with the believers. They were so despondent and everything. And you know they said, "Did not our hearts burn within us as he as he spoke to us along the way?" You know, giving them courage, like. Showing how, you know, people who are despondent and feel detached from God, you got to give them courage. He spoke and, and he behaved like the very, very first evangelist. I don't know. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know for sure, man. Um, yeah, there on, on the, the road to Emmaus, that was, that was powerful, man. Uh, because... Like they were, they were sad. They were disheartened, as you say. They were discouraged and stuff like that. And so um, he he basically he he, he first rebuked them, um, sort of. I mean, well, actually, he did rebuke them. He said, "Why are you sad like this?" Yeah. And then mm. he and then he he told them because. Um, don't you know that this this had to happen to to the Christ? He had to go through all of these things, and then he took them uh, basically what we would say from Genesis to Revelation, showing showing them from the scriptures that uh, the Christ had to go through all of these things before um, the plan of God was accomplished or before it was fulfilled. Yeah, he had to go through yeah. all of these things. Um, it was all part of God's plan. I mean, and then, and they they later said, um, 
what what was what do you remember what they said do you remember Sorry? what they said do you remember what uh, those disciples on the road to Emmaus when they later when they discovered that that the lord was the one that was with them i mean they didn't know it initially remember yeah they said did not our hearts burn within us and yeah. he spoke to us along the way yeah and how what did he speak to them he opened up the scriptures and he revealed what about about himself about uh what god was going to do through him isn't it yeah and so and so that's that's basically the the formula um for us for anyone basically uh we have to look in in the scriptures and we have to see Jesus you know what I'm trying to say we have to see what the scripture says about him because it it's it's all about him basically it's all about him yeah. and the scripture um if we if we open up the scripture we must open it up and see him and then um and then our, our hearts will burn within us isn't it? as as he yes, ministers to us as he ministers to us from the scriptures yeah so yeah, so yeah that was powerful and then um what you call this yeah and then basically the the thing is where where the many many um churches and I'm not I'm not knocking churches now but I'm just saying many <laughs> churches and <laughs> and organizations and stuff that get it wrong when we um when we look at the scriptures um without looking without looking at it through the lens of of Jesus and his um accomplishments you know what I'm trying to say like yeah. look at it look at it from a humanistic uh, point of view and they you bring out um isolated um truths instead of like seeing the connection between all between all of it you know what i'm trying to say seeing the, sure. seeing it in its context because if you take if you take the text out of context what you left with corn you left with a <laughs> corn you left with conflicts <laughs> yeah. that's on many that's on many um teachers and and supposed like teachers of the word they don't they don't realize that and they don't the main thing that you see is they don't um distinguish between old testament and new testament they don't see a difference between the way that god related to people under the old testament and how it relates to people under the new testament and by yeah. doing that by doing that you negate jesus you you do uh, uh unknowingly you negate the main character of the of the scriptures by by not seeing a difference between the old testament and the new testament and uh yeah when many but many of them will tell you uh but god doesn't change so how can you say that god changes from the old testament to the new testament yeah god initially in essence he does not change his character does not change yeah but in his in his great plan in his infinite plan which he planned from beginning to end his way of dealing with people has changed from the old testament to the new testament because exactly. 
because of that one sacrifice of his son. Yeah. Yeah. Andre. Sure. So yeah. Wonderful. So yeah. Yeah, so he has he has purposed that Jesus should be glorified in everything. That's what he has purposed. So that's why he made it that way. Under the Old Testament, it was man's effort that was that was glorified. Like if you did everything perfectly, if you made those sacrifices just perfectly and you did all everything what the law prescribed there under the Old Testament, then you were you were on the right track. But if you did it wrong, you were getting judged, you were getting punished for that. You know what I'm trying to say? But, Definitely. Uh, yeah, but under the New Testament, you what what is the most important um what is the most important thing in the New Testament? What is it? Tell us. It's believing in the finished work. It's believing 100%. in the finished work of Jesus. Perfect. That's the most important yeah. thing. Everything else yeah. follows that. Everything else follows that. And if you put the emphasis on, if you put the emphasis, as I was saying to you before, um, it's right believing that leads to right living. And mm-hmm. so, and so, yes, um, purity is is essential, as you have pointed out. I mean, it is. It was. Uh, it was God's idea. Purity is is from God and stuff, but. The way that you you get to purity is by believing the right thing, and that is believing once you are in Christ that you are accepted by God, you are pleasing to God, yeah. and out of that, um, He's the one that teaches you how to live purely, how to live a life that is um, pleasing. That is acceptable. You know what I'm trying to say? Teaches you how no, to I'm behave. Yeah. Now so it's I wanna a, yeah. I wanna stop I wanna stop you there because you had a critical point now, I think. Right. Right. Why I'm so saying I'm, that I'm going too far now. You're going too far for me. Wait. <laughs> Let me hold you back for a second right now. We spoke about how the blood had to be how the the animals had to be sacrificed and the blood offering made unto the Lord for the atonement of sins. So what we're saying now, the whole narrative of that has changed because now it's no longer the sacrifice that you've made that atones for your sin, but it's the sacrifice that the Lord Jesus or God made of his own son that has completely atoned for all sins. Amen, amen, amen. That's now, you hit you hit it on the head. You hit the nail on now, the head. Now I see that as now there's 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 no other word that I can use to describe that but love. Because yeah, for sure. if, for sure. if God didn't and... have complete love, I mean if he didn't yeah. have complete love for us, would he even be bothered to redeem us back unto this purity? Because Never. now because of the blood of Jesus and the application of the blood upon our own lives, right? And when I yeah. say application, I'm saying exactly what you're saying. You believe yeah. and you receive 
that Jesus yes. died on the cross for you. Yes. Now, yes. once you apply that to your life, you step yeah. back into that nakedness yeah. that Adam and Eve had. But, Jabe, I feel like there's one critical thing that we... we I, I didn't want you to beat me to saying it. I wanted to say it first. <laughs> but the, the critical thing was... <laughs> I'm sorry, I have to beat I went, the critical, I went... I went uh... I went all over the place, but anyway, yeah, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm saying the, the critical thing is um, the Holy Spirit. Yeah, for sure. Now, for now, now maybe maybe you can we can talk about that a little bit. Like, I mean, from the time you received that um, Jesus hung on the cross for us, He died for us, He rose again in glory. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then when. You receive that, you're saved. All right? Yeah, sure. But now, where does the Holy Spirit fit into that puzzle now? How, what, what is the function of that Spirit of God? What is the function of the Holy Spirit? Not the, not the whole function now. Is, I mean, we don't have a six, six to nine hours of podcast, but I mean, in the context of purity, yeah. Well, the Holy Spirit is is basically he he is the facilitator, if you can use a word like that. He's the facilitator mm-hmm. of that relationship that you have with with God and with Jesus. You know what I'm trying to say? I mean they, yeah. they are in they are inseparable actually. Uh the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit. But like when you receive Jesus, then um, the Holy Spirit is the one who comes to live inside of you and to to be that that inner witness or that inner voice, that inner voice of God to lead you in uh, your relationship with God and to um, when it comes to like the, the outward expression of your of your in, inner faith, I mean, he leads you in how to conduct your your life, basically, and how to how to behave, how to love, and what you should do, what you shouldn't do. So you you are actually living by an it's, it's not as though you are lawless. <laughs> you know, I mean, the yeah. thing is, you you may not be under the law of Moses anymore, under the new new covenant, but you are still under a law. It's just that it's an inward law. It's a law, the law of the spirit. So, mm-hmm. yeah, he's the one who's leading you um, under the new covenant. He's... Is your leader? Is your guide? Is your comforter? Is he's basically, yeah, he's he's facilitating that your relationship with God and is orchestrating it. You know what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm with you. Yeah. No, I so what feel. You, what was your question? No, no. The thing is, now I, I, I just wanted to get that. I wanted you to get that off your chest, actually, but. You know, I feel I feel like without the Holy Spirit, 
we can't live effectually um, as Christians. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm not using the right terminology, Javen, but I feel like oh, without yeah. the Holy Spirit, we can't function in the fullness um, and receive the fullness of the glory and of the promises of God. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Jesus, Jesus knew that. That's why he said, I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. And he said, actually, it's, it's more profitable for, for the church if he goes away. Like he said, if I go away, it's going to be more profitable for you because I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. And he, he won't just be with you. He'll be in you. So amazing. So at that time, at 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 the time when Jesus was, I mean, in the days of his flesh, he was at one place at one time. I mean, as amazing as it was to have God in the flesh at that time. But I mean, he was he could only be at one place at one time because he limited yeah. himself. He limited himself to to one human body, isn't it? So. Definitely. Yeah, but then he said, when I go away, I'm going to send you somebody who's like me. But he's not going to be just with you. He's going to be in you. And so it's going to be even better. So that, that's what he, what he was saying when he said, um, it's going to be even better if I go away. Because then the comforter, the Holy Spirit will come. You see? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but then, you know what I love about that, Javen? I love about that, the fact that God saw that after Jesus um, died and and the scriptures were fulfilled and redemption had taken place, I love how he said, and obviously the word of God mentioned, and as you said, that it's more profitable for me to go, not that yeah. I will be absent from you, but that yeah. my spirit can be complete in you. Exactly. Because you know that that's so amazing because yeah. it's like as if the Lord was saying, Listen, this is the fulfillment of the scripture. I will never leave you, I will never forsake you. Yeah. This yeah. is the fulfillment of the scriptures, you know, and, and this is so amazing because it also says to you that whatever you can do, and this is tied perfectly with purity. Whatever negative thing you could do or wrong thing that you can do, all right, it activates the scripture. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ. But that scripture will then come after um, your repentance from the wrong that you've done. And as soon as you fully repent and you have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, that condemnation can't follow you. And I feel like where the enemy is winning in this battle against purity is that he's allowing, you know, he, or not rather, he's not allowing, but he's, he's using the same beguilement that he used in the Garden of Eden. He keeps on making children of God question the word of God by the word of God. And then by doing that, what he does is he makes um, the children of God carry burdens that they're not meant to carry. It makes them carry their past into their present and then that same past into their future. And it's yeah. causing like a, a debilitating life because you always live your life in the fear of what happened in the past will happen in the future. But yeah, yeah. actually, so, what the Lord is saying is that I am with you. 
For sure. You know, I am, I am forever with you. I will lead you. I will guide you. But the beauty about this, Javen, is that, and this walk with Jesus, is that in this walk, he always gives you a choice to choose him. Yeah. You know, he always mm. gives you an mm. option to choose him. And mm. that's what's beautiful. And that's what's beautiful because how can you then be a worshiper of God in spirit and in truth if yet you, if you can't choose him, you know? Yeah. Yeah. If if you can if you can choose him in your capacity as a child of God, then yeah. I believe that then you are being led by his spirit. You know? And if you are led by his spirit, then you are functioning in purity, no matter how much of filth you've carried in your life, yet your your sins have been washed clean by the blood of Jesus. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, for sure, man. For sure. And uh, the thing is, if I can just add to that, how, how much time we got left? Do we have time left? <laughs> I'm, I'm sure we can we can, we can, can spend a few more minutes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. The um, thing is, with, with the no condemnation, that, that when you were just talking about that, I, I was just thinking, um, no condemnation is actually given to every believer in in Christ. Um, mm. It and it comes through the gift of righteousness, basically, the gift mm. of righteousness Amen. that's in Christ Jesus. And what does what does righteousness mean? It means right standing with God, basically. Yeah, and that right standing with god it's given as a gift it's it's not earned it's not uh, achieved it's well it was achieved but not by us it was achieved by jesus and so Amazing. um he's he he became sin for us he didn't um deserve to be sin he didn't know any sin he didn't uh, deserve to be but he he took it for our sake and we on the other hand, didn't deserve righteousness, but he gave us righteousness as a gift. So yeah. it, it comes down to the divine exchange. And so through that, we receive no condemnation. No condemnation from God. No condemnation from God. Um, you mentioned the, the, the part about repenting. Uh, repenting is 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 powerful. It's yeah. uh, but but what what does uh, repentance mean? It means we we change our mind. We were we were going a certain way. We were so we change direction by changing yeah. the way we, by changing the way we we thought about something before. So that's basically what it what it refers to, and repentance is not like just going and in bowing down i mean you can bow down when you repent but i'm just saying it's not about bowing down and crying and and eating the dirt and all that and thinking that <laughs> you know you know i mean that's that's some sort of repentance i mean feeling sorry repentance, for yourself repentance is is the inward thing like you you change direction you you 
you you were going a certain way, but you ch- you changed, and and we all actually we always uh, repenting in in the in our walk with the Lord. There's no Definitely. there's never a time where you stop repenting because you you always renewing your mind to because yeah. because we'll we'll never have this whole thing figured out in one lifetime. We'll never have it completely figured out um, like exactly how everything works in, in with I mean with following the Lord and with faith and all that we'll never completely have it figured out I mean we'll we'll get better at it but we'll never ever reach perfection in it while we are in this world so yeah yeah so we're constantly on a, on a journey of repentance you know what I'm trying to say and, and not yeah and and as i say again not that not the repentance that that you um that most of the church is uh, like accustomed to like what what i just said like falling down on the on the ground and crying and and doing whatever like we're not always doing that but we're always repenting you know what i'm trying to say and so then, you're saying it's repentance is not a physical act <laughs> it repentance can, it is can, a, it can, um, yeah, it can overflow into a physical act, but it's something that yeah. happens inwardly. Uh, it happens when, inwardly yeah, and manifests in the outside. Yeah, you constantly, um, I mean, the Spirit of God is constantly uh, ministering to you and and He ministers correction to you. And when you receive wow. that correction, when you receive that correction, you repent. I mean, you constantly repent. Like, for example, in a practical sense, you say something that you know you probably shouldn't have said that, and God uh, and and the Holy Spirit just tells you that wasn't a good thing to say. And so then, yeah. I mean, he 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 corrects you in love, but he he'll tell you like I mean, that wasn't the best thing to say. And so you you repent of that. You know what I'm trying to say? But hundred percent. Yeah, but. The thing that you need to um, understand is it's if you look at the example um, in the scriptures, like you know when when they brought to uh, when they brought that woman to the Lord that um, the Pharisees were trying to trap the Lord. They brought that woman. They yeah. said uh, they said she was caught in the act of adultery, and uh, yeah, and they wanted to stone her to death. Even that question, yeah. And so after um, in that whole um, engagement there, the Lord um, he said a very profound thing. I mean, he well everything that he said was profound, but specifically there he said that uh, he said to the woman, um, "Where are your accusers?" And then she said, uh, "Then he, he he said to her." Does no one condemn you? And then she said, to, she replied, no, no one condemns me, Lord. And then he said, he, he replied to her, um, neither do I condemn you, right? Mm-hmm. And then he said to her, go and sin no more. So the empowerment to go and sin no more came mm-hmm. from a gift of no condemnation. So, yeah, as, as, yeah as, as as believers, we need to um, constantly be. We need to constantly receive that 
no condemnation from the Lord because he's constantly giving it through his, through the gift of, of righteousness. Um, yeah. And so we need to receive that and then that will empower us to overcome sin and to overcome whatever um, um, whatever whatever bad you know bad lifestyle or whatever it is that we're struggling with habits yeah. or whatever yeah so it's 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 that and that's what the gospel is basically it's the fact that we don't deserve any of this but god gave us righteousness as a gift he gave us no condemnation before him and so and and he forgave all of our sins and so we in receiving that we become empowered to live uh, above sin and above and and to live in 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 as you put it in to live in that purity that yeah yeah to live a, a life of purity and so it, it yeah. all comes it all comes it's all linked together and the foundation is that gift of righteousness and no condemnation mm. and that's what leads us to live above sin because it's what does what does it also say it says sin shall not have dominion over you because you are not under the law but you are under grace you are un, under Amen. under unmerited favor with grace is yeah. grace means un, unmerited favor you are under mm-hmm. the unmerited favor of god which will empower you to live above sin wow and you know i'm so glad that you that you brought it there because um you know just to close off uh, i want you to 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 on ask you this so based on the word of god and the scriptures that we just looked at and how we took it from genesis i don't know how we did that in a short space of time but we took it from genesis and we took it right to the current day yeah are we pure are we as children of god pure yes we are pure if but we have, obviously we have to um define this now we are pure at our core at the core of our being we are pure god has made us pure in christ we are new mm-hmm. creation we are new creations in in our spirit man but as far as our soul and our body because we are three part being spirit soul and yeah. body yes but as far as our, our soul which is which is our mind our will our emotions and our body it is a process of transformation as i was saying to you we don't we don't fully arrive at perfection while we are in this body we yeah. constantly we are constantly renewing our minds to the inheritance that we've been given in christ but that's how paul said yes. that's how paul said not that i have not yes, that i have not that i have attained yeah but i i press i press towards it the mark amen yeah 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 which I is in jesus yeah. christ you know yeah. that's amazing david you know i just want to 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 end it off now by yeah. by saying 
one thing, and I'm going to say it because it ties to this, all right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm going to quote a little part of a scripture, not out of context. It's, it's within context yeah. of what we're talking about. Yeah. And that is, we are dead to sin. And, and I don't want you to say yeah. anything about that. I want you to just mellow yeah. on that because that's what we're yeah, going to no, talk about. Sure. This week. <laughs> we're going to talk about for that. Sure. We're going to talk about exactly. Yeah, it ties in exactly with what we're talking about. I mean, we could yes, go into I'm, detail. We could go into great no, detail. No, no, don't go into detail. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to go into detail. But I'm just saying it ties into exactly what we're talking about right now. But yeah, yeah that's so. That's that's true. You know, I just wanted to. Oh, and Javen, I just wanted to add a segment at the end of this this podcast. Um, and it's like yeah. a nugget, like a like a golden nugget. Um, just something that you can drop and I can drop at the end of this. Um, just to encourage people, is there? Do you have something by the word of God? Maybe a scripture um, that's like a golden nugget that people can use for the week ahead. Um, I don't really have something offhand like that. Um, I don't have. You see, I wanted like to be off the cuff. That's how I wanted it to be. I want it to be off the cuff. Yeah. So I want it to be like whatever. You know, I mean, whatever, scriptures, whatever scriptures I had, I I shared them <laughs> already. I mean, but, yeah. but, but uh, okay. So it, let me I mean, do it. it. Let me do it this yeah. week. Then maybe next yeah. week you can do one. Yeah, no, for sure. Okay, so I just wanna wanna point everybody to the direction of um, how God sees us. Versus how the world sees us, okay. Yeah. And uh, just two people yeah. that I'm gonna bring. I'm gonna bring to light two people. I'm gonna bring to light David, and I'm gonna bring to light Gideon. All right. Yeah. When they looked at David, and they looked at Goliath, they said, "There's no way he can beat Goliath." When they looked, yeah. when Gideon's family looked at Gideon, and when Gideon looked at himself, he saw himself from a poor family who was the least in the least of a family. Yeah, yeah okay? for sure. Yet, the Lord said in his word, I will use the foolish things. Amen? Yeah. Yes, finish that. Yes, I, will, yes. I will use the foolish things too? To shame the wise. To shame the wise. And he said yeah. to Gideon. And things that are nothing to, into nothing, those things that are. Exactly. And he said to Gideon, Gideon saw himself as the least in his family, yet he said, Gideon, thou mighty man of valor. Yeah. So today I want to say to all of the guys who are listening to us, remember, it's not about how the world sees you. And it's not even about how you see you. It's all about how God sees you. And today we're saying to you that God loves you. He cares about you. And that he sees you as a mighty man, a mighty woman of valor. It doesn't matter what situation you're going through right now. God is going to see you through. Are you with me, Jay? Yeah, no, for sure, man. And, uh, okay, let me just add the last thing. So since God sees us um, a certain way, it, it would benefit us if we um, find out exactly how he sees us. Because then when we see ourselves that way, that, I mean, that, that will, will cause us to, to bring about incredible change. Amen. Yeah, so we're going to... We're gonna stop off there, Chief. Yeah, for and, sure. Uh, yeah, man, it's always it's always a pleasure to talk to you. You know how we? I mean, this thing doesn't have to be fifty minutes or whatever. It's uh, it could potentially be five hours, and you know that we've done it before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Man. But uh, now, nah, man, I thank God for the opportunity. We're just getting started. Yeah. 
<laughs> now we're just getting started. We're getting warmed up, you know. And uh, yeah, I mean, we'll have, see when we, we take we have, and we have, takes this. We have to quit when we're just getting started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, quitting is not in our vocabulary. <laughs> now yeah. we give God all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor. It's been amazing, yeah. man. And um, yeah, yeah just so. to to say to everyone who's listening and who has listened, just to remember to like and leave comments, leave some questions if you want to. We can look at them at the next podcast and do subscribe and share the podcast. Um, yeah, that'll be amazing. 